We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show, a.k.a. the no sleep show, because, oh, my goodness, Shams Tarania hits us early this morning with all kinds of NBA news. We've got a ton of stuff to break down, probably more stuff than we can cover in one episode today. There is going to be all kinds of craziness. It is the week of the NBA draft. Let's go. This is such an exciting time of year. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I, I'm just going to plan on no sleep for the, for the week because this is going to be an insane week if uh, if today's start is any indication of what's going to happen here. Yeah, absolutely. We're full on into the period of the year where it is. Am I safe to jump in the shower? Am I, you know, am I going to miss something? Uh, I want to have my phone on for notifications at all times. I want to have uh, you know, everything near me. Thank, thank God after my, uh, you know, experience at the Apple store and back up and running with a new phone. <laughs> of those who do, who maybe don't follow me on Twitter or missed it. I dropped my phone into a, to a thing of sweet and sour sauce and managed to uh, basically wreck it. And then the Apple store in, in the process of fixing it wrecked it even more. So, oh. uh, but we're back up and running thankfully. And uh, yeah, man, it's, I, I hope everybody enjoyed father's day, all the dads out there who, who are watching and listening. Uh, and I hope you got plenty of sleep uh, this weekend. Cause I think, think we just had our last weekend off for a couple weeks. Absolutely. I, oh yeah. I, I told, I told my wife, she said, we've got to take our daughter to a birthday party next week. And I looked at her and I said, well, you know, I can't go. Right. And she said, why? I said, well, it's 30 minutes away from here. And I said, I can't be, I said, that's an hour. That's an hour of driving plus however long we're there. There's no way I could step away for that long. Who knows what could happen in that. that, That's that's the type of year that we're in right now. We're stepping away for any length of time is risking catastrophe because there is a ton going on. And I guess, Let's just dive into. By the way, I'm fully expecting that my breaking news drop is going to be debuted shortly. Maybe it'll be this show because you never know this time of year when news is going to come out. Man, um, you could have played it with the breaking news you dropped on me before we started recording. Now you've never watched The Wire. Yeah, I guess which, I like, guess that could have been. I, I literally turned into the emoji of the guy's head exploding. I was like, <laughs> wait, what happened? Like, you've never seen The Wire? So, but I, I get it. All right. I understand your reasoning. It's it, it's pretty gritty and real. So I, that, I, I that's I, it I, for me. I'm I'm one of those people where if it's like if we, like the super heavy real life dramas, and I know that's all the rage right now, and that's what tons of you sure. know, all the streaming platforms are producing like crazy. And my wife is way into those. 
just not interested. The the real world, it's messy enough as it is. I don't want to see stuff that, <laughs> truth that has to deal with that. So that's, but that's me. That's me. All right, let's get into the real world of oh. NBA rumors and news because we goodness. we got a big one to lead off with today. Yeah, Kyrie. Oh my goodness. So Keith, we kind of saw this coming. Uh, A few weeks ago, when the story came out about the Nets kind of pulling away from Kyrie, maybe not being so certain on on what they were going to offer him, uh, Nike doing the same thing. Now we're hearing they're at an impasse, according to Shams Tarania of The Athletic, and there are teams lining up to register interest in a trade with the teams that Shams mentioned being my Lakers, the Clippers, and the Knicks. So, um, again, maybe based on what we've heard, what we heard a few weeks ago, this isn't a surprise, right? I mean, you tell a guy that, hey, we don't want to commit to you long-term, and that guy still thinks he's the guy, right, that he is top-level superstar. They're expecting a certain level of contract. You're not willing to go there. Of course, you're going to wind up at an impasse. So what was your initial take on, on this situation, and do you think we're heading towards Kyrie Irving now leaving yet another franchise? Yeah, I guess my initial take was, wait, what? Now it's we're not even to the draft yet. Like I I just I wasn't even ready for for this kind of thing, you know, fully to just drop here on on a Monday morning. Um, But I will say it was like you said, not super surprising, I guess. Just it, it seemed like kind of the seeds had been laid you know, for that or, you know, been planted, whatever the phrase is. And it was feeling like, all right, maybe this isn't like a match made in heaven anymore. Yeah. This isn't going to be how this this goes down. So it, that part of it didn't fully shock me, I guess, that we're getting getting this kind of news. I think what it becomes very interesting is we're starting to see teams because we're seeing a little bit of this with James Harden in Philadelphia too, right? There's no longer just, well, five-year max deal handed to them and we'll figure it out later. I think teams have seen that year four and five for some of those guys, they, you just don't want to deal with it. It just becomes too burdensome to try to build your roster around. And, and and I'm not taking shots here, but like John Wall and Russell Westbrook right now, right? Like, absolutely. You know, we're in year five of their, their contracts and everybody's feeling a little like, boy, I wish I didn't have that $47 million sitting there. Um, so I get it from the net side, right? Cause they've got to be thinking what, what is next that's going to keep Kyrie Irving from doing, you know, what we pay him to do, which is play all-star level basketball. And, you know, is there going to be another thing? Is there not going to be another thing? Um, this could be, this impasse could be as simple as he wants a five-year max deal, four-year max deal. And they're saying, no, how about two or three or Let's just play it out another year and see where it goes. Um, it could could be any of those, and that that could be the challenge. Now, trades, oh man, it gets yeah, complicated um for a number of reasons. One is if he opts out and wants to do a sign and trade, his market is slashed almost by half because half the team is going to be dancing around hard cap issues. Um, again, you get hard capped if you acquire a player via sign and trade. So that would become very, very difficult for teams to pull off. Um, if he opts in and gets traded, things open up considered right then. Basically all of the other 29 teams are, are in play um, in theory, right? Cause some of them he wouldn't go to, but, but at least in theory. So um, Shams mentioned the Lakers, the Clippers and the Knicks. As three teams that could be interesting. Uh, 
Lakers and Clippers basically without getting super silly, they need him to opt in yep. and then get traded. And that's not the worst thing in the world. Cause then they could work out an extension with them after they could work out a, um, where next year they give them a max deal, something like that, you know, could happen on those uh, ranges. I would feel a little bit uncomfortable about saying like, Hey, we're going to resign you to a max deal. Right. That's my Celtics Kyrie PTSD. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's well warranted. That, that's yeah. For Cause sure. I mean, he stood there and said he was going to do that and then it didn't happen, yeah. um, which I'm not complaining about just, you know, that is a real thing that happened. Um, Nick's obviously much easier, right? They're they're way, they're miles under the the tax apron, so they could do a sign and trade, they could do a straight trade, they could do whatever for him. So it it's I mean I I tweeted in response to it with the Joker saying, and here we go because here here we go, right? Like <laughs> like we're we're there now. It's time. I thought what I thought was this is an aside here. What I thought was funny and completely on brand is that you and I both, within seconds of each other, tweeted Thanos gifts in reaction <laughs> to the NBA offseason pick, picking up. <laughs> Our two passions coming that's, together. It's perfect. That's right. It's that's almost right. like, remember when they did that Marvel telecast of a game where it was like like uh, each yep. player was representing a character or something? Like I, I could be down for another one of those. That was fun. The whole offseason is just embodied by Thanos, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And and like you said, if Kyrie wants to sign and trade, that wipes out half of the of the trade location. Ah, so, well done. Oh, there Good it is. Connection. Making connections. I like it. Perfect. Making connections. Um, yep. In terms of, of this whole situation, we always talk about this, about how you need to take news like this and you need to think about who benefits. Mm -hmm. So is this being put out there to any any level do you think this is trying to put pressure on the nets to get something done with Kyrie putting out there that he's got wandering eyes that he's looking at other options and things like that do you think this is a leverage ploy in the negotiation process between the nets and Kyrie Irving in in a, if it was a normal circumstance i would say probably but that would be very out of um character for him in a sense like he doesn't really do that um and, and he doesn't we got to remember too he's he's uh, not represented by a, by a traditional agency it's his i think his aunt represents him if i remember correctly i may have that that incorrect but i believe it's his aunt who, who rep, reps him so that's also a little bit of a different circumstance than than usual i almost kind of wonder could this be coming from the nets to try to get in front of this and let people know like, Hey, it's, it's on him, right? He, he, it's not us. It's Kyrie and kind of a little bit of cover there. Cause, cause we all know how it goes. People, people run with the first thing they hear and that, that becomes, you know, what it is. That's the story forever. So I, I don't know. I'm having a little bit of trouble because I also don't know who this truly benefits. I, I don't think this benefits anybody because it doesn't change anything, right? He's Kyrie Irving. Like if you want him. You're either going to trade for him on his existing deal with him opted in, or you're going to give him, you know, a max deal as best you can through a sign and trade. Anyway, this is this isn't a guy who's looking to get an extra five or ten million dollars or drum right. up a trade market that's not going to be there. I mean, it's even with all the hassles, there's probably of the teams that that could trade for him. There's probably only a couple that are like, uh, we're we're good, right? Like like we're we're not you know interested right. in going that direction. I, but that's what I'm saying. Couldn't this be him just kind of, and again, may, maybe this is far-fetched, but just kind of underscoring like, hey, 
you know what? There's teams out there that want me if you don't want to give me that 50 sure. or wh- whatever it is. Could be. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I, I'll just, I mean, I guess I'm still wrapping my head around all of it. Cause I, the, this was not what I expected my Monday to start, start off with. I, it's funny, just a little behind the scenes peek. I literally just opened up a, a word document to start writing something else when this came down. And then it's like that word document is still sitting there with two sentences in it. I haven't even touched it again yet. So I'll, I'll get back to that at some point. So let me ask you for, for these teams that are looking to trade for, for Kyrie Irving, should they? Should they? I mean, because it's going to be expensive to trade for him, no question. Do you think that it's a worthwhile endeavor to go get him? Or like, how should fans of those teams feel right now? The Lakers, the Clippers, and the Knicks. Should this be a, an exciting, yes, go get Kyrie thing? Or a, uh, I don't know. I need to be a little nervous about this type of situation. If I was the Knicks, I would do it. Um, they, I, I, I struggle to get past this guy he's so good when he plays even last year like he was so very good you know when he played and and yet you're gonna have to build an ecosystem that works around him you're gonna have to build a defense that kind of works in spite of him because he's not a very good defender but um if i was the knicks 100 percent like they've been you know wanting a star for God knows how many years now I think they could get there by kind of offering the the nets like, Hey, here's three guys who really round out your depth. Cause presumably Kevin Durant's not going to go anywhere, at least immediately. Um, you know, so let's, let's round out the depth around KD and still stay a pretty good team. The Knicks could, could offer players towards doing that. Um, so I would, if I was the Clippers, if it, I mean, if it's like, Norman Powell and Mark Marcus Morris and I don't know one other guy is a throw-in or something to make the salaries match. Yeah, I mean Kyrie, PG, and Kawhi. Yeah, let's go. What a trio. You know, even yeah, I mean even with the availability issues and everything else, I mean I, I think you know I would you know do that. We know they've they've been looking for you know upgrading the point guard spot for you know ages. It seems like the Lakers. I was going to flip it on you. So. Obviously, yeah. the Lakers is, you know, it, it becomes almost impossible, right? Unless it's Kyrie for Russ is the yep. base framework uh, of a deal. Um, let's just say that's what it was going to be. Kyrie opts in and it's Kyrie for Russ. And, you know, pro- probably both first round picks would be my guess. And that they the Lakers can trade. Maybe they have to throw in one of the kids. I, I don't even know. But we're, what's your thought on that? That leaves you with Kyrie, LeBron, and AD and... My initial thought was, and just working out the math, kind of, it would probably be like Kyrie and Patty Mills for Russ, because Russ at 47, Kyrie be at 36. So, you know, you'd have to add in some salary there to the the net side of things. Um, My initial thought was, yeah, the Lakers would probably do it, and it piggybacks on the Kevin O'Connor thing about the Lakers being interested in Bradley Beal, which makes no sense on the surface because they don't have the assets to get Bradley Beal, Mm -hmm. but our mindset from the Lakers side of things from Lakers nation has been the Lakers are going to look to take Russ and chop him up into smaller contracts in a trade. If they do something. And that's why we heard that the Hornets deal with Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. or Kerry Rozier, whatever those pieces, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, buddy healed, right. I'd take Russ and get him, get a couple of guys that fit better with LeBron and off you go. And then this Bradley Beal thing comes out and it got me thinking, what if the Lakers are still just being the Lakers? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And they're like, no, we're not going to worry about that. We still want to do this three-star thing. And they're going big game hunting with Russ's expiring contract. And they're waiting for somebody disgruntled to pop up on the market to say, here, all the picks and expiring, and you can reset, and we'll take your disgruntled star off your hands. And, and again, that's a much more difficult deal to to create. Sure. Um, but that that's maybe the Lakers' mindset. And if that's the case, this Kyrie thing feels like the type of thing they would do. But then I flip it and I think, why on earth would the Nets want Russell Westbrook? I mean, <laughs> yeah. asi- aside from, oh, put KD and Russ back together, you know, put the band back together. But you have Ben Simmons. There's not a worse fit in the NBA next oh, to Ben Simmons yeah. than Russell Westbrook. Horrendous. So in my mind, yeah. that the Nets are not stupid. In my mind, they would have to look at it and say, well, even if Russ and KD together have some synergy, we can't do this. And so at best, we're talking about some three-team trade where Russ goes to a third team, the third team sends stuff to the Nets, and the Nets send Kyrie to the Lakers. And then, and of course, it always gets more complicated the more teams yeah. that you add to it. So that w- that was my initial analysis. But if the Lakers are of the mindset that we're going to go big game hunting with this Russell Westbrook expiring and we're going to be willing to trade all of our future stuff and, and whatever, um, which I don't know if is the correct path for them. Frankly, that makes me a little bit nervous. But if that is their mindset, then going after Kyrie fits in with that line of thinking. Yeah, it really does. I um, yeah, it's funny because it's very easy here on June twentieth to get very like kind of tantalized about like, man, Kyrie, LeBron, AD. Well, that's pretty good. You know, put Trevor and Keith in that starting group, and there's probably still a you know five hundred team. But then you think about like, we just said that a year ago. We just did this. (laughs) We just did this. And then there were injuries and a lack of depth and all these other things. It's not like whether it be Kyrie or Bradley Beal, either one, uh, either one's like the the picture of health, you know, at points in their career, both of them have had serious injuries. So that starts to look at like, I don't like, I don't know. I mean, you, you better have a better plan than to fill out roster spots 12 through 15 than you know what it was last year so that that starts to become you know very very tricky and interesting thing i i do though i i think there's part right there's there's just there's a lakers tax right of like a star player available lakers are interested it's just it's how it's always gonna go right it's just just the reality of it it was the knicks for years and years and years until they finally 
were a combination of bad enough and then the new front office turned the corner to say, hey, stop, we're not doing the over uh, overpriced old veteran who's, you know, way overpaid now uh, anymore. Like that, that combination flipped. So I, yeah, man, it's, boy, it's fascinating. This is one where I almost wish like we could fast forward a week or two, mm-hmm. see where it is. So then I can start putting together the pieces of like, all right, how did they make this work? Because that's, is, is just the way I work is that's where my brain goes. I want to see, how did they make it work? What were the mechanics to even make this complicated of a yeah. situation come together? Because it is very, very hard, uh, you know, to to do this, especially for you know two of those three teams mentioned because of the the hard cap rules and all those things. Let's be very, very clear: if he opts out, there is almost no universe that exists anywhere where a sign and trade to the Lakers or Clippers is is even remotely right. possible, unless. Somehow there was you know, major salary dumping that went on. It's just you, you wouldn't have enough left under the hard cap to even fill out the roster, um, right. even if it was you know a, an even swap of salaries and everything else. So just to, to make sure we're being very, very clear about that. And that's we're only talking those two specific teams because they were mentioned by Sean's in the reporting. There are other ones that we could you know, put, put out there as well that are in the same boat. Um, you know, the Warriors, for example, they could never do it either. Uh, not that they would, but like they're, they're another one. The just an example of a team that can't hard cap themselves. Exactly. So just, you know, that's, that's going to be something we're probably going to hammer a lot here in the next uh, 10 days as free agency comes up, upon us is just, you know, you got to watch this stuff with the sign and trades of, you know, where are the team's at with the hard cap. All right. Well, we've got roughly a million other things to get to. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on to our, our next topic. <laughs> this was from the weekend, but still something we need to address. Uh, Kenny Atkinson turns down the the Hornets after. I mean, we had just penciled him in like it was all it was good, yeah. and then I mean, shocker, Kenny Atkinson has decided, and maybe it was just winning a championship with the Warriors. Maybe there was something else going on, but Kenny Atkinson turns down the Hornets, decides that he does not want to coach that team. Um. I mean, this uh, caught the Hornets. I saw, I was seeing out there that some uh, members of, of the Hornets staff found about, found out about it just like we did on, yeah, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I don't know what to, what to make of this. I mean, there's only so many head coaching jobs in the NBA, so I'm surprised that this happened with, with Atkinson, but you know, I mean, sometimes coaches do have a, a change of heart. Sometimes we see it with players too, but it's rare. And that's, that's what made this so surprising. So Kenny Atkinson stays with Golden State. The Hornets back to the drawing board. I mean, it, like if you're Mike D'Antoni, who was pretty much the runner-up, I mean, does he just get offered the job by default? And then if you're Mike D'Antoni, how do you feel about that? Like, I, it's a weird spot to be in now. Yeah, no, it very, very much is. It, this is very rare uh, that anything like this even happens because you don't usually see it get this this point of being done. Um I, I immediately started to speculate, like, is it being set up for him to be the heir apparent to Steve Kerr uh, in, in Golden State? Mike Brown maybe was in that chair, but he's obviously moving on to uh, coach the Kings. So, you know, is that where this is going? Is it going to be uh, Kenny Atkinson eventually takes over? And I know a lot of people are like, he's like, they're the same age and Steve Kerr is not that old. But Steve Kerr had the back issues. He's also been Major doing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah, back issues that, you know, could have ended, you know, not just his coaching, but like his like productive life. It was bad. 
uh, for him. So you've got all that stuff to factor into it too. So I, I, I don't, I just don't know if Steve Kerr is going to be the 20 year head coach guy. Like, I just don't know that he wants to do that because he's, you know, he's done other things. He, he could go back to running a team. He could go back to, you know, doing media again, like he did uh, when he did that, you know, or he could just retire and just be, you know, you know, just hang out and, you know, look at his rings and, you know, have fun and do all the other stuff. So I, I do wonder, but yeah, I mean, now if you're the Hornets a few days ahead of the draft, not that the coach, has a huge influence in the draft process, but not ideal though. Exactly. The draft yeah. and then free agency a week after that. Like it's all, we're all here. Like you don't want to be this close to the off season full in gear and not have a coach. So, but the Hornets are, are back to work. And, and again, like we kind of said, right. They were competing with the Lakers for a little bit there as they were kind of looking at a lot of the same candidates. Now it's the Hornets and the jazz that are looking at people and they're, they're both, uh, you know, um, you know, moving along with their process. So it's, there's going to be a lot of crossover and everything else in that. Uh, so now we'll see what the Hornets do, who they ultimately land at. Uh, Terry Stott's a name that's also out there that they could turn to Mike D'Antoni, of course, be interesting to see how they, they manage this situation. I, I would think, and this is, you know, no inside info or anything. This is just my guess. I would think that by this point, they're probably so locked in on the draft that it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't kind of get through the draft and then really pick up the coaching search after that. Cause it's, I don't think right now you want to divert your attention away from the draft because this is, it's not just the draft it's trades, right? We talked about this being the summer of the trade that is going to be consuming all teams around the league right now. So conducting a coaching search in this yep. current environment would be pretty difficult. I would have to, yep. I would have to imagine. Yeah. If it's not, if you don't, you want to ideally get this done in the next couple of days, yep. if you're not done in the next couple of days and you definitely want to get it done uh, within that, that week long window in between the draft and the right. start of free agency. Otherwise, you know, it starts to become, you know, now, now you're, you're building a team without, you know, knowing who's going to coach them. And that it's, again, you, you should build the best team. You can build the best team, but it is going to get messy if that's the direction it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm saying if you can get it, if you've got, got it nailed down right now, cool, get it done right now, but it's only going to get busier as the week goes along. And so that's going to create more problems in terms of just the logistics of trying to get these interviews in and, and get this done. If you're even going to go back through the interview process, it could be you just go into negotiations with Mike yep. D'Antoni or Terry Stotts or, or whoever. Um, speaking of the Hornets, let's stay on the topic. The Hornets are reluctant, according to Shams Tarania, to match a max offer for Miles Bridges. And we talked about who benefits from this. Could this be Miles Bridges, that side, putting out there that, hey, if we get a max, the Hornets might not match it? Because if you're a restricted free agent, most of the time teams just go, well, we like you, but we're not going to give you an offer because that just ties up our money and we know your team's just going to match. So that, so, you know, we like you, but we're not doing this. If word starts getting out there that, hey, look, teams, if you want to offer a max, then the Hornets might not match it. That could really be a thing. Doesn't that just encourage that offer to come in? So, again, reading between the lines, looking at who benefits. might I think this is a good thing for Miles Bridges to have out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this hurts anything for Miles Bridges by by any means. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to look at this reporting and say, well, Hornets don't want him. Why? Why should we? Like, sure. hey, you know, Miles Bridges had a breakout season. You know, I'm not going to pull up his stats right now, but he was very, very good. Um, and Shams notes in the piece. Um, 
you know, the the emergence of two way wings, like how important that was in playoff runs. And there's that none of them on the market. To me, a little bit of that might have come from an agent <laughs> than you know, rather than anything on the Hornets side, because this really doesn't benefit the Hornets at no. all, unless the Hornets are are you know, even then you use more of the the Hornets will match anything to scare teams off of even offering a max offer sheet. So I, I, I think your, your assumption is probably right where this one's coming from, but, but we'll see, does it drum up interest? Cause the teams then you're talking about Indiana, Detroit, maybe San Antonio, maybe Orlando, probably not uh, Orlando there, there, that doesn't really fit with where they're looking to go. I'm at the moment, but Indiana, Detroit, yeah, maybe um, they're the only ones who can really do the offer sheet. Cause anybody else, it's got to be a sign and trade, uh, you know, for for bridges, which is not saying that's you know off the table by any means, but just you know, then that doesn't match with the messaging here. So yeah, it's uh you know, it's interesting. You just you know, if you're the Hornets, don't get stupid here. Like this guy's one of your best players, and he's a perfect fit with the mellow ball. Like it's I get it, like a max is probably more than what he's worth, but you're not gonna really be able to replace him, so just you know, be reasonable. Um, let's see. This is not, I, I just saw something here and I was oh. hoping I was going to get to use my breaking news <laughs> drop, but it's not that breaking. This is from the Pat McAfee show. Sean Serrani was on the show and he says, sources tell me that of Kyrie Irving, that he wants to stay with Kevin Durant and the Nets, but the talks with Nets officials have led to a serious opening for him to hit the open market. Well, yeah, I mean that matches what he wrote on the athletic today. So. Right, and 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 again, but it it underscores that this isn't like, I think the part that he wants to stay with the Nets, like this isn't the ideal outcome for him. It's not like the bridge is completely burned and he's just saying, I'm gone. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. It sounds like this is more negotiation. Like he's hoping to stay with the Nets, but if the Nets don't do X, Y, and Z, he's going to look elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And that makes sense, right? Like that turns into a whole thing with, um, you know, Kyrie of, hey, this is this is part of the power he has, right? Keep, keep your options open and, and you know, see where things might go. All right. Uh, Jeff Green picks up his option yes. for, for next season. Pretty much expected, yeah. right? I mean, look, wings are, are a value on the market, but Jeff Green's getting up there in years. So I think most people expected him to do this. Good fit with Denver. I didn't realize until I was doing off-season work, he shot a career high from the field this year, well up over 50% um, you know, from the floor this year for Jeff Green. Great, great fit with Jokic because he's just such a smart player, right? Like yep. he's one of those guys who just – he understands kind of, all right, Jokic is here. I'm going to move into his – you know, semi into his eye line because we know Jokic doesn't even need to really – he's got like him and Luka and LeBron. Like I don't even need, really need to see you. They're just going to kind of know you're there and, yeah. you know, off comes the pass. But, yeah, he – um you know, great, great fit there. 4.5 million too. Uh, you're really affordable. Denver needs that um, type of contract in depth. Uh, he had passed Jamichael Green. Jamichael Green's option is due today. Um, as we're recording this on Monday, June 20th, he does have to pick that up for that trade to go through with Oklahoma city. Otherwise it would uh, turn into a whole mess because you can't trade a pending free agent. So that'll get picked up. That trade will get executed, but maybe not until after the draft. We'll see. Um, they're, they're, I, I'm getting the feeling that trade may hold so that they can add uh, further protections into a 
deeper year because uh, because of uh, what Denver can do as far as trading a pick because they owe a couple picks already. So that way they could add protections into 2029 um, if they waited until after the draft was over. So that's what I think might be happening with that one. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Um, obviously, the headline is misleading because <laughs> – Otherwise, we would have been leading. <laughs> right. with this. It would have Bradley been Kyrie, Bradley Beal. We would have been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Bradley Beal has made his decision, but no one knows what it is because he's not telling anybody. Yes. So, I it I was mean, this was very funny. Josh Robbins had this over at the Athletic. Uh, Bradley Beal was at a, um, I believe, it was a court unveiling um, where he was uh, opened up a court in the D.C. area. Uh, he does a lot in the community down there, and he did say, you know, yeah, I've made my decision. I know what I'm going to do, but I'm still finishing this current contract. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to share at this time. It's kind of fairish. Also, too, if it was like I'm going to go join Team X and leave well then the tampering police are all over it right because right. yes that would be a that that would be very illegal and not okay um so we'll we'll see you know what what this means i've seen i've seen people you know go as far as like this means he's gone he's definitely leaving he's not staying and i've seen people be like okay so he's opting in or not opting <laughs> in but he's resigning because that's the only thing he could have you really worked out so far so we'll uh we'll know in about 10 days ish in about uh five hours probably it's my guess so my he's gonna be one of the early ones yeah that's it that's what i'm saying it's gonna be one of those like well if they want to draw the ire of the nba it'll be like two hours before the window actually opens (laughs) but it'll it'll probably be right then yeah like a 601 eastern like yeah yeah it'll it'll be like what i what i know as because of you know trauma as mozgov time um (laughs) exactly like it was four minutes after in case you're wondering um the official buzzer when the lakers another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that That's was back in the midnight days, days too. That was the midnight was days. That was, midnight. So not only is it like, <laughs> if it's, it's getting later in the evening, you know, you're, <laughs> yep. you're, getting, you're kind of tired, a little cranky, and then that happens. Yep. And you see some, back then too, it was always funny because you would see some of them and you would get a little like, wait, did I really like yep. what? And like, you're like rubbing your eyes, rubbing yeah. the sleep out of your eyes and <laughs> rereading real? the tweet or whatever it is. And yeah. Oh man. I, I kind of miss it to be honest. Like you do kind of miss like that. It was, it was so late at night. It was, it, only it was an event acts. kind of like, like lining up for black Friday sales. Yeah. That similar yep. idea of like, Hey, you know what? We're That's in this, really we're going to, we're going to do that. this together. Like, I know we're going to be going on no sleep and everything, but energy drinks and and we're going to find a way to power through this. It was like, it was like something that you prepared for. Whereas now it's like, I mean, you're prepared, but it's not quite the test of endurance. that. Yeah. Here here on the East coast, it's like shovel down dinner so I can get in front of the computer for the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we'll be here with you guys just in case everyone's mm-hmm. wondering we'll we'll be here probably a little bit later in the evening uh where we'll, we'll do our big uh, live wrap-up shows is our plan like we did last year we had a lot of fun with those so we did five of them last year we did the first five probably. minutes of frequency something yeah. like that and we, we had a blast it was you know it was great it was really cool to like or what happened (laughs) (laughs) go through all of it and it was so funny how many people were like wait i totally missed player x signed with exactly when did that happen so yeah we had a lot of fun with those i'm looking forward to doing that again the five days of free agency it's like the 12 days of christmas but better (laughs) yeah yeah i agree especially nowadays that holiday's lost a lot for me i don't get super fun stuff anymore yeah that's still fun yeah oh it's fun it's fun for the kid like Watching, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's hoops all day day hoops, so can't complain. That's those are August topics. Let's move on. Uh, the Nasus Antetokounmpo picks up his option again, not a a surprise there, keeping them together with the the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, what's his brother's name again, though? Um, Uh, who's that guy? (laughs) Kind of like an end of the bench guy, right? Giannis, Giannis, I think that's it. Oh, Giannis, yeah, I I think he's related somehow. He's okay, (laughs) he's just all right. Yeah. No, this is one. This is very expected. Uh, you know, sure. People made the joke like Giannis got his brother paid. Yep. Like, that's fine. Like, it's, you know, we see it all the time. Guys, sign, guys get their friends signed to, yep. you know, an end of the bench contract. Might as well, might as well get your brother paid. Right. There's no problem with this for me. Plus, he's, he's a, they love him for everything he does on their bench, too. He's like one of those bench five guys. All right. Uh, Shake Milton. Has his option picked up as yep. well? Um, no brainer. Yeah, again, not not really a surprise. And th- this is the time for kind of the no brainer ones, right? Yep. Like where it's just clear. Okay, let's just get this done. Get the paperwork done. Get there. It's just a formality of anything else because you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, and if anybody's wondering, all options have to be picked up by June 29th, uh, the day before free agency opens. So some of the some of them do have pre-specified earlier dates, like I talked about, Jamichael Green uh, being today. Um, you know, so though though some of them are earlier. Shake Milton's was not earlier, but the the teams can always do it earlier, or a player can opt in at any point. Like like, like I know Pete, I know you've probably been asked a billion times, and I've probably been asked slightly less. But uh, you know, when does Russell Westbrook have to opt in? June 29th. But he could today if he wanted if to. He wanted he could to do it today. It doesn't. You know, there's no no uh, problem problem with that. Generally, most of them go down to the day that they're due, or maybe the day before. But yeah, and Shake Milton under two million dollars for a rotation guard. Yeah, no no brainer. Not, not even a question. And the, um, the the player can't be traded until they do opt in. Correct. So yep. Yep. As well. Yep. All right. Uh, we've got one more for this portion of the show today. Obviously, we are going to have to split this this episode into, into two for, for today because there's so much going on. Um, Thomas Sonoransky looks like he's going to be heading to Barcelona, yeah. which means the free agent class gets that much thinner. There is just not much out there in free agency this year but again it's going to be the summer of the trade at least that's what we've been saying but uh Sutteransky, we've been hearing this for a while that he's probably going to go overseas and uh this adds even a little bit more smoke to that fire yeah a tough tough couple years after signing with the bulls wasn't very good with them wasn't great with the pelicans after getting traded there uh then he was traded to san antonio bottom out and then he re-signed with the wizards and actually finished the season pretty strong and given that washington 
needs a point guard. There was a thought of, all right, maybe he sticks around there. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, go, going back, Barcelona's where he played before. Um, he came over to the NBA uh, several years ago, so he's headed back there. Uh, it sounds like the rumor out of Europe is he's going to play with his countryman, Jan Vesely, for a little throwback oh. uh, name there. Yeah, the two of them are going to link up. Uh, from the past two. there? Yeah, yeah, both uh, uh, you know, um, uh, from the Czech Republic. So it uh, sounds like they're they're going to link up and play play together there. Uh, in in uh, well, what what is uh, what, what's he Barcelona? And um, what's that movie? Um, it's, oh, yeah. uh, Wedding Crashers uh, with um, Vince Vaughn. He's like, Barcelona, Barcelona. So, <laughs> that is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that is a good movie. All right. That's a good place to end this one. Yes. Yes. Now, we do have more to get into today. That's going to be coming a little bit later. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pacers trading uh, Miles Turner, potentially Malcolm Brogdon. We're going to also talk about uh, the Pistons, uh, potentially as a landing spot for DeAndre Ayton, Colin Sexton, an update on his situation. All kinds of stuff to get into. The Hawks looking to trade everybody, essentially. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna get into all of that. So that is coming up later on today. So make sure you do check that one out. Make sure you're subscribed to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. If you're listening over on Apple Podcast, make sure you do give us that five-star rating and review. We do appreciate it. Till then, everybody, see ya and stay safe.